0: Welcome back to Lloyd Waterworth's What's Your Waterworth? I am not Lloyd Waterworth. I know last week we did say that this was going to be the last show, but uh, after a healthy back and forth with our sponsor, Lloyd Waterworth, he has agreed to let the show continue. So Lloyd, uh, once again, sorry for calling you a prick. And um, I do apologize for the flaming bags of excrement. Um, but you know, it's all <laughs> water under the bridge. Yep. Yeah. No, no, I had to do, I had to go there, I had to go there. Um, today on what's your water worth, we're actually talking about, uh, mysterious water, 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 water. and, uh, about the worth of that mysterious water, Primarily, things like the Devil's Triangle, that is the Bermuda Triangle. Triangle, Triangle is a, um, it's a nickname I like to give triangles. <laughs> Just covering up for a mistake there. Uh, yes, no, so the Bermuda Triangle, uh, or it's also known as Hurricane Alley. Um, it's basically a region in the um, western part of the North Atlantic Ocean. Uh, there's been a lot of disappearances there. Um, I... I think the most famous disappearance was um, that of Amelia Earhart. Of course, Amelia Earhart being um, the world's first successful pilot named Amelia. Now, I wonder if um, she knew going into it what uh, the economical value of the water she was flying over was. And uh, maybe that's also part of the mystery. I don't know if anyone's come back with any samples of water from the Bermuda Triangle, Um, but it is rather mysterious, isn't it? Hopefully we can get to the bottom of this uh, mystery um, with a little bit of investigative journalism, which I like to pride myself on. Now, I'll start with a few fun facts about the Bermuda Triangle. Did you know that the Bermuda Triangle is one of the only two places on Earth where a compass points to true north rather than magnetic north? Uh, what that means, I don't know. I, have, to be honest, never studied geography. Um, I'm more about uh, ecological uh, wonders and uh, how those ecological wonders can be interpreted from a fiscal point of view. Um, Let's see. The Great Unknown is a good way of also describing the Bermuda Triangle. It's a very underexplored area, whether or not it's because of people's uh, fear of the disappearances, or maybe it's just um, down to basically time management. Um, Before we get on to the Bermuda Triangle, I'd just like to make an honourable mention here out to... um, Some great uh, water pricings of late. Now, I'm sure you're all keen to hear where we are at the moment with Nairobi. Uh, Nairobi, the uh, place formerly thought of as a country itself, but the actual capital city of Kenya. So the price of water for Nairobi specifically, of course, as you're aware, it's a fluctuating uh, cost. It does vary a lot over time. um, But with Nairobi, we're currently sitting at 35 cents to the litre. Now, that's uh, a little bit higher than it was yesterday. But, I mean, by the time you listen to this, of course, these prices could be outdated as well. Um, yeah, who knows what's going to be the next day. Um, also, for Kenya itself in general, um, they have had an influx of external water. So, a large import from um, from Spanish dictators... Um, at least I believe they're Spanish dictators, or they could just be uh, Spanish expats. Uh, there is a little bit of translation here. I uh, received the message from a close friend of mine who uh, we don't actually speak the same language. Um, of course, obviously, I'm speaking uh, Australian English, and I think he speaks Northern Queensland English, so there is a bit of a translation problem. Uh, I, Anyway, to cut a long story short, The uh, value of water for Kenya overall is about 36 cents to the litre. So, I mean, there's not much of a variance between um, Nairobi and Kenya at the moment. But as I've said, uh, Nairobi does tend to fluctuate a lot. Now, what does fluctuate even more so is that water of the Bermuda Triangle. Now, the Bermuda Triangle is a triangle located near Bermuda. Uh, it's, as mentioned before, it's famous for a lot of different disappearances. Uh, I did actually have a chat to my good friend Paul about this. Now, uh, from previous experience, I know not to try and get Paul on the phone. Um, I did, um, I mean, I did try to arrange another call with Paul, but, um, I don't know if it's just, um, if it's just my phone. Maybe I need a new phone. Maybe, uh, the connection's bad. I, I... I have signed on with a new telco company. They are a startup, but, um, you know, they are a water industry-specific telco company. Uh, They're called Fluid Telco. Now, um, it's fluid with a Y, and, um, look, I I mean, I have learned from previous lessons in life that uh, anything with uh, using Ys instead of vowels has, uh, has been a bad omen. Um, you know, uh, but they also, some people consider Y to be a vowel as well. So maybe that statement is null and void. So maybe the, uh, if I said in the placement of standard, typical vowels using a Y, that kind of, I think that's a a good hard rule to follow that, you know, just say if instead of, um, you know, your basics, yeah, A, E, I, O, U, Uh, you, if you have a Y in place of those in anything, then it's not necessarily trustworthy. Um, like, uh, for example, um, I don't know, if you replaced Amoeba instead of, um, oh, how do you spell Amoeba? I think it's, uh... A m o e b a. That's it. Yeah. So instead of a m o e b a, it'd be y m y y b y. Which you know, to be honest, is yum 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 yuba. And I mean, if you can't even pronounce the product, should you trust it? I mean, obviously, um, that's that's not the blanket rule. Of course, you can't make that a blanket rule. Like, obviously, there are some products. I'm sure they're great products. Um. That are in different languages and different dialects, and uh, I might have trouble pronouncing them. I'm going to admit it. I'm not. I'm not the greatest. I'm not a. Uh, not very cunning when it comes to linguism. I'm not, not cunning in the slightest when it comes to linguists. Um, but I. Um, I, look. I'm capable enough. I can get by. Uh, so yeah. Basically, um, look. Whatever works for you really is what I'm trying to get to. Um, yeah. Um, so, the Bermuda Triangle, the uh, fun fact is that it's not actually uh, a triangle as such. It's kind of a vague triangle. It's, uh, you know, circulating between uh, Florida and America, Bermuda and Puerto Rico. So, uh, I don't know if there was any cartographers that uh, checked the angle of incidence for um, disappearances to graph this space, but... I think it's based on a very complex system, that's how they've got to this point. Um, bear with me a second, I am parched, and as is customary, I do need to take a sip of my water. <sighs> refreshing. Now, um, where was I? Um, let's see. That's right, we were delving into the deep depths of mystery. The Bermuda Triangle. Sense of suspense. Pause for effect. Now if I were you, I would be sitting on the edge of my seat. I was 12 when I first heard about the Bermuda Triangle, Uh, My mum was trying to teach me something about, um, I don't know, achieve your dreams or reach your goals. Um, But yeah, she was telling me about that wonderful uh, pilot, Amelia Earhart, and about the bold and brave, uh, braveness of her and about the strength of her character. And uh, I think the intended message was to say that You know, uh, she went in, and regardless of the danger, and though she didn't succeed, she still strived for a dream. But I'd like to reflect on what my mother's thought was for a second. Because if that's what she was intending, that's not what I got. What I got was, go for your dream. And if you go for your dream, you're just going to vanish. You're gone. You're nothing. And why be nothing when you can be something? So how are you going to be something? Something. I don't know, maybe focus your skills on something practical, something that you can get your hands on. Sure, dream big, but dream big with reason. So that's why I've, uh, I think I'm reaching my goal now, um, being able to educate. I think I'm a born educator, and I hope that you, uh, feel the same as well. I just really want people to understand that, uh, water, you know, is, uh, one of our most valuable resources, and it's very important to know what water is worth, and, uh, I think I need to remind you that when I speak about water, I'm talking about that transparent, tasteless, odorless, and nearly colorless chemical substance which is the main constituent of Earth's streams, lakes, and oceans, and the fluids of most living organisms. I'm sure you're all aware, as I've told you before, it is vital for all known forms of life, even though it provides no calories or organic nutrients. Uh, its beautifully shaped chemical compound is H2O, meaning that each of its molecules contains one oxygen and two hydrogen atoms, connected by covalent bonds. Or covalent bonds, actually. I'm not sure what covalent means. It sounds nicer than covalent, but it's probably not right. Anyway, the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I have uh, heard in 1922 there was an expedition for the collection of water from the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, Now, this was an unsuccessful mission. They did send in a couple of pilots who just seemed to, uh, how can I say, um, they air-hearted it. That's pretty much what they did. They went out, full of gusto, gone. Off the beaten track, maybe. Who knows where they ended up? I didn't check all the bars in the area. (laughs) Because there's a stereotype that pilots like to drink. Um, Yeah, so uh, that was unsuccessful. There was a uh, boat mission. So you think that uh, maybe sailing you'd be safe, but that boat has also disappeared from the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, It was also carrying a large shipment of yo-yos headed towards the Philippines. And... uh, Look, unfortunately, yo-yo season in that time was um, was not a good time. There was a significantly lower amount. And in the Philippines, the cost of water at that time was probably only worth about as much as a string for yo-yos because yo-yos were a rare resource. Um, particularly those, um, I think they were looking for the handmade timber ones. They were made out of yew, yew wood, I believe. Uh, which the Americas had imported from the United Kingdom. Now, yew wood was traditionally very good for making bows for archery, and so I think because of that uh, lightweight, it was very—it uh, a perfect choice for making yo-yos for children. Um, and, of course, for the string, they were using yarn because everybody loves to spin a good <laughs> yarn. <laughs> I'm on fire today. Whew, better get some water to put me out. <laughs> beautiful h2o uh, yes so uh, so far there has been no successful collection of water from the Bermuda triangle um, there are other triangles out there that have been uh, had lots of uh, water extractions but none has been successful for the Bermuda triangle now the hypothesis is that the water itself it may be the reason for the disappearances. I mean, you could say, sure, that water is the same body of water that's shifting uh, across the, uh, with the current. So at no point is that an isolated area of water, but I think you'd be wrong there because uh, uh, if you find, uh, say, for instance, the grade of the water between um, Victoria and Tasmania in Australia, for example, excuse me, and the grade of the water between um, uh, Mauritius and Madagascar, now if you took samples of both of those waters, they have different salinity, different chemical uh values overall, a different percentage of whale um, <clears throat> um, which will very much change the protein compounds of the um the water itself. Now the whale adjaculate is um probably one thing that's more common towards uh the Australian side as opposed to uh the African where the uh, the Madagascan and uh, Mauritian coasts meet. Uh, but in between Tasmania and Victoria, there is uh, what's known as the Bass Strait. So in there, there is a higher salinity and protein count. Um, so the value of that water from a economical perspective is slightly uh, higher than that between Mauritius and Madagascar, depending on your market. So if you're going towards your... Um, your bodybuilding because of the extra proteins that's in that water, then that's definitely going to be working for people who are uh, muscle building or on the ke- ketosis, keto, 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 keto. I can't remember. It's it's either keto or keto. One of them is the assistant from the Green Hornet that was played by Bruce Lee. The other is the diet. But whichever it was, which puts the body into ketosis, um, that diet would be uh, using that uh, high protein uh, water. Also the um, uh, for hydration as well because of the salinity. Um, you know, based on the hydration formula, this water is actually pretty good for that. Um, uh, otherwise, if you were looking for luxury in the water, so, uh, say you're looking for a, uh, like a, a salty Don Perignon, I guess you'd come across, uh, between the, uh, Madagascan and the Mauritian coast, you will get a, a cleaner water overall. It's not as protonous, but, uh, I think it's probably better for the, um, relaxing foot spas, so... I mean, that is one thing with water, is it is uh, industry-related, whether or not uh, you'd be able to get a good source from that. Um, Yeah. Uh, But the Bermuda Triangle now, uh, there's been theories that that water itself would be a mixture of uh, high proteins, high electrolytes, and uh, low salinity. Uh, Because if you think about the uh, shape of it, and about the uh, well, according to the diagrams that I've seen, uh, the uh, lack of lack of, uh, I guess, accessibility from an ocean floor front, it it suggests that um, maybe, just maybe, it may be uh, a separate formation of a body of water overall. That's uh, that's what I was reading. Um, I asked the question to Quora. And yeah, that's basically what I got back. There was a suggestion that um, now it was uh, potentially where they believe Atlantis was. So uh, they uh, basically were suggesting that the lost island of Atlantis actually uh, was there. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, that's that's pretty interesting. And I guess no wonder no one can really confirm that because no one's been there to explore it. Now, if you're not familiar with Atlantis, Atlantis is a Canadian-American adventure and military science fiction television series as part of MGM's Stargate franchise. Uh, The show was created by Brad Wright and Robert C. Cooper as a spin-off of Stargate SG-1, which was created by Wright and Jonathan Glasner, and itself was based on the feature film Stargate in 1994. So all five seasons of Stargate Atlantis were broadcast on the Sci-Fi Channel in the United States and the movie network in Canada. I'm not sure where it was broadcast uh, elsewhere. But uh, the series was filmed around Vancouver, British Columbia, obviously not near Bermuda itself, because um, obviously you don't want the cast and crew to disappear. Now, uh, somehow this ties into mythology, and I'm not really sure um, where that ties in there. Uh, But it's just interesting to know that uh, maybe, maybe we will never find out what the water's like in Bermuda. Maybe uh, we won't know what it's worth. Uh, On calculation prediction, I'm just going to punch in some numbers. So the prediction for the uh, cost of water, if all that, we've, uh, say, all that I've said is true, if all of the research through Quora has come through with some valid information, it looks like the worth of the water would be astronomical. We're talking about three Black Hawk helicopters or in Australian dollars. That's uh, probably our budget deficit. Uh, so there you have it. That's the value of water in the Bermuda Triangle on estimation there. Now, before we go, I do have one shout-out to make, and that is to... um, Oh, hang on. My phone's ringing. Just be a sec. It's... It's Paul. Should I... Should I... I'm just going to ignore it. Uh... Yes calling back again. No, I told him that when we're doing the podcast, you know, with all the issues, we can't talk anymore. So, um... Look, maybe... I'll tell you what. I'll give him a call back uh, during the week and maybe on our next episode I'll have some wonderful information from Paul. He's a really insightful fellow. Uh, I would love to hear about his thoughts about Voswater versus Norwegian tap water. Um... But, yeah, um, uh, unfortunately, it hasn't been so far, been that so far. So, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is, um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I'm gonna make a shout-out today to, uh, my Romanian friend. Um, I don't remember his name. Uh, so, <laughs> he's a friend. I-, I see him at least once every now and then. And, um... He has a nickname for me, and, uh, I think I'll throw it back to him. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, n- uh I believe it is. Nenorasit? Yep. Or, uh, sometimes he just says Kerr. So, uh, or Maga. But, uh, these are these nicknames for me. Now, I did ask him what it meant once, and, uh, <laughs> you'll never believe this. And this is how I know that me and my romanian friend we are destined to be friends for life he said water so each and every one of those words just means water so once again thank you so much for joining us on this journey uh this is lloyd waterworth's what's your waterworth i have not been lloyd waterworth now you get out there and you sprinkle a bit of love